Hi, James. Hi, Gabby. Welcome back to another episode of Illusion Pod. <laughs> I'm trying to open a packet of um, Ferrero, Ferrero shares. Yeah. That James gave me. Oh, you There's know what I see? The little here. the seam of the tape. Here. You see the seam? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I got them for her at CVS yesterday because I thought it would be a nice way to start today, which was a big day for us. Yeah, it was really trippy. Um, we had mm-hmm. a few people come by. <laughs> okay, well, let's say what. Because <laughs> it was really impromptu because James was going to come by to pod anyways. And we usually stop at a cafe somewhere before. And there's this one that we discovered recently that <laughs> has a huge back area. It was, you know, one of those during the pandemic, their parking lot turned into a, like, what, like 20 picnic tables? Totally, yeah. And, and they have AstroTurf, which just <laughs> really just adds to the vibe. And yeah, there's, like, fake green out. There's some, like, fake plants, Fake too. plants, yeah. yeah. Kind of they feels committed. like a daycare. They really, com- yeah, they committed to that fake vibe. Daycare aesthetic. Um, they're like, don't worry, this is a fake moment, and it's... That's why it was perfect for us. Because <laughs> um, we're just fake bitches now. <laughs> I love the word fake for things. Um, Anyways, okay, so we did that, but it was like James's um, zine slash book is coming out. I keep calling it that because it's more than a booklet. It's more than a zine. I'd say it's a booklet. Yeah, it's definitely not a book because when people say book, they think of like publisher and like yeah. But it's it's a zine. But it's but more it's, than a zine. But it's like a guide. It's zine in form and then book in heart. I would, that's a, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, so she was coming out with that and that's coming in three days online. And then, I don't know, I've been wanting to be, because James and I used to have, we do like do, public art yeah, all the time. All the time. We were out there mixing it up. Yeah, having little events all the time, just DIY as fuck. And we miss it. We do. And so this was kind of a mild version of, like, a Absolutely. pop-up shop. And then yeah. so James had her <laughs> zine books. And then... <laughs> zine books. <laughs> and I had some posters that I just made that were kind of a foreshadowing to a time and more personal to me than I could probably describe to anyone. Yeah. And... Um, so we we posted at the picnic table and like outside. Yeah, the people didn't know we were there. That was my favorite part was that Maddie came and was like she asked them where we were. Wait, really? And I was like, yeah. That is so funny. I didn't like, know that. That's she went amazing. And was like, where is that? They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, this is a secret. That is so funny. Yeah, we were totally like just taking over a cafe and they did not know. Um, Soft drop. But yeah, we literally came up with it within soft hours. Soft drop. Yeah. And it was really nice. And a big handful of people came. Uh, yeah, lots of strippy. beautiful shining faces. And it was fun. We took like a robot photo of someone, like a bot photo. I want to see that one. Yeah. yeah. That was a good time. Yeah, we're, yeah. We Sh- show, show us if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, tag us. Um, and thank you, yeah, if anyone's listening that came out, thank you so much for coming. It's It was really nice to meet people because it does feel like the internet and existing in the internet is very much like a void yeah i'm kind of over that in a way like yeah not that i was ever on it you know what i mean but that that weird feeling of like like there's really something to just having that energy in yeah. person yeah <clears throat> and absolutely like, and we got to, you know you get to explain your art to somebody in that moment i also think you know the way you explain your art changes all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yep so it's like they get i don't know it's just beautiful it's beautiful to see people in person yeah I feel like the thing that I miss so much about doing the shows that we did and, like, the sort of events is the casual community where it's, like, you don't feel like 
meeting up with someone, you have to interface with someone for 90 minutes on end. You know, it's like you yeah. meet someone, you talk to them, you kind of move on, like you come back around. That's why I like the cafe thing, because it's like if you come and then you change your mind, you can literally just sit at the cafe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it's not like an event, really. But I really like that. And I kind of, it made me think of just, it made me feel very like in the old times mm-hmm. of like people would, you know, meet up at the same cafe and yeah, people would come by. I don't want to emulate that. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, the box has been open, you guys. The yeah, I just know, I fabric scissors. <laughs> now they're here. I always think of this meme that I think <laughs> you sent me, or maybe it was mine, that was like, what do you, what's the proper punishment for a child that uses my fabric scissors? And it was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's really funny. I yeah. think of that every time I use the fabric scissors for other things, which is yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I cut cardboard the other day and I was like, Ooh, wow. It's like, might as well just downgrade those. I know. <laughs> just call them BRB. I mean, they cut better than anything. Make them an honest woman. Um, most beautiful scissors. But um, I guess we're going to talk about what? We're going to talk about Kanye today. We're going to talk about, but we're going to use him. It's not just going to be, this isn't like an episode for people who like Kanye. I think he's going to be kind of a a symbol of other things. Yeah, he's like, like a he's, jumping off point. He's like a very good person to talk about, like, fan and artist relationships mm-hmm. and perception and contemporary art versus pop art and things like that so yeah. i think we'll just kind of get into that in many different ways yeah so i so you listen to the full album right you listen Hell to the yeah. whole thing i honestly to be completely honest <laughs> i didn't finish it because this week you guys this week has just been so 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 busy and but it's also so fucking long that's really the reason yeah <laughs> which yeah. i think is a mistake well, that's my only critique of it. At the, I mean, I do understand why he did that, just because he's held us in a vice grip of suspension for so long. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he just had to put out. A remember lot. when he came out with Yay, and it was like what five songs? Yeah, and it was, and I, I mean, I actually, I liked Yay a lot. I, I know, like, <clears throat> I continued to listen to it over and over again, especially yeah. that Hand on a Stove song. I know. I put my, my hand, hand on a stove, which is <laughs> um, <laughs> <just> fucked. <laughs> yeah. Right, but so we all have that. But we all have that feeling of like, I just want to feel something. Totally. Right. Yeah, but I feel like you know, it's one of those. It's not a good like, yeah, where it's not a mantra that we all should <laughs> carry on. Self harm normalization. Absolutely not. Right. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> um. But basically, Kanye's album was, if you've been living under a rock, um, Donda was supposed to come out like what. Two years ago? Well, Yandi was supposed to come out. Oh, okay, yeah, it was Yandi. Yeah. And then, did we get Yay after that? No, we got the Sunday service one. Oh, yeah, we got Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is King. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we, yeah, so Yandi was supposed to come out. So there's just, like, this general vibe of, like, Connie's not giving us, like, there's things hidden behind. And yeah. I don't think it's on purpose. I think my biggest thing with how people perceive Connie is they think that everything he does is for, like, media grab yeah <laughs> but i think he's just so either he's obsessed with his own self-expression and he needs to do what he feels right and or he's just so scattered and he generally maybe made yandi and was like wait like because i could see myself being like yandi and then being like do i really want to combine my name with gandhi like mm-hmm. isn't that kind of disrespectful to the dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and then things change and then you scrap them and you put them in donda well totally i think it's the thing where 
it's something with art and artists in general is the hardest thing to know is like when something is done and when it's time to put something out. Absolutely. And I think the bigger you get, it's almost harder to know because the stakes are so much higher. And like, mm-hmm. like I've heard stories about Frank Ocean shooting entire videos and then like being like, okay, give me the hard drive, like give me the hard drive back and mm-hmm. never putting it out. Multiple Frank Ocean videos yeah. I've heard of. This is like a thing that he does mm-hmm. because his work is just so prolific. How hard must it be to put something out that is on par with that? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, something that I really thought was interesting with Lord's um, new album, something that she was talking about is like, I'm never going to do another Royals. It's never going to be as big as that. And so I'm not even trying. I'm just mm-hmm. making something that I want to make. And now people mm-hmm. are like, ooh, it's passive listening. And it's okay. But like, I, I really respect someone who like, understands where they're at in their career and mm-hmm. is no longer trying to do it for the sensation like not trying to be number one mm-hmm. trying to just be yeah to express something for but with someone like Kanye I think he's sort of figuring out I mean obviously I have no idea but like mm-hmm. it makes sense just the constant pulling away of his work I think that he's still trying to figure out where he wants to be in his career if he just wants to put out things that he wants Why to put out dad? or dad called me away mm-hmm. That's not normal. Oh, cabeça de prego. OPS is here again. I'm going to the bank. Just get the phone. He's gonna call the intercom. If not, you're gonna miss your package again. <laughs> then it's just silent for a really long time. <laughs> I love the thing with your dad that he always does this. Is he like? He'll explain something as if it's for the first time, where it's like he's explaining like the intercom system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, that's it. Okay, great. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly because okay, so he just I got a call. I think it's UPS, and I know how to like answer and be like, "Hey, I'll be right down" or whatever. And um, I, but then I pick up and nothing happens, so I run to the front <laughs> so that I could yell and be like, yay, I'm coming down. Mm-hmm. And my dad's down there, and he had <laughs> called me, and it was his way of showing me how it works. <laughs> and he's looking up, and he's, he's not at the bank. <laughs> and he was like, so you <laughs> he's like, you press, you answer, press nine. <laughs> and then you pass this down the street, and I can see them down the street, and he's like, let me go ask them. <laughs> so he's running over there, I guess, to get it. Oh my god. And for the record, cabeza de prego means it's a slang for being dumb, but it translates to head of, like, you're the head of a nail. <laughs> like you're a nail Like a nail head. head. Yeah. Oh, you're not a nail head. <laughs> That's so funny. He really looks out for you. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. That was like a red herring of like, I'm at the bank. Maybe he was testing you to see if- he is that what he did? He basically, did he do a fake intercom situation? <laughs> he, he did. I don't know if he came back. It was like he hadn't gone to the bank yet. I was like, this all took place over 10 minutes. Oh um, anyways, as you were saying, I love that you brought that up because I've been thinking about that a lot in relation to Lord and Kanye also mm-hmm. because not only do we listen to their albums and everything, we see everyone's reaction. Mm-hmm. And for Lord, for example, I actually had a conversation with someone I know who's like really like into success. Like they're into just like, oh, your next album better be better than the last one. You know, yeah. and that's their energy. And I'm the opposite where with everything, like I just want to be able to make stuff mm-hmm. and be sustained. Yes. But I don't think I would get so much like it would be cool. And like, if anything, it would just be surreal. Any right. kind of experience that's like you know, renowned as a big success or or big fame thing. But 
<clears throat> pretty much I just feel like I've I don't know. I feel like you've experienced all the euphoria already that you, you're ever going to have <laughs> in some ways. But I'm just not, I'm not like, I don't have that brain, right? But I was right. talking to someone who does have that brain in regards to Lord's album. And I right. said, I love Lord. I'm a huge fan of her. So I'm like biased because I really love that first album. I saw her live. But I love her. Um, and I was like, yeah, this album wasn't like full of hits. It's probably not going to get radio play. But like, she had her hit. She's going to be good for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. She has her house. And I was like, that to me is like so much more interesting and grounded and related to how I feel about life than someone who says like, you know, let's keep going, keep doing, keep making, let's make yeah. a makeup line, let's make a, a, <laughs> a sunglass line, let's, you know, like Kim Kardashian right. level, you know? Right. And he was like, no, he was like, every artist wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. And he's not an artist. Yeah. He's a manager of an artist, yeah. of a really big artist. And I was like, that's in my head. I'm like, well, that's why you're a manager, because I'm sure that your yes, artist yes. doesn't necessarily feel that way, but understands that that's helpful for her her self-actualization or her work's actualization. Right. But I don't think a lot of artists have that energy. And then I look at Kanye as well, and he's someone who had that energy for a while and was like pushing, like pretty much like led with ego his whole career and succeeded in getting pretty much everything that you're were told, especially in the 90s, sure. yeah. marked success. Yeah. But now what does he value is being himself yeah. <laughs> and being an artist and also being accepted not by the general public as the best artist ever, but kind of by different communities that are more contemporary. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wants to be in with fashion with the designers and everything. And he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, <coughs> he's had a lot of different paths. Um, and I think... And I think him removing himself from L.A. and moving, mm-hmm. doesn't he spend most of his time in Wyoming now? Yeah, which is also very contemporary and detached. Right, right. Very but it's like New Zealand. Yeah, like making the choice to actually get out of the mix of, of the place that a lot of people go to to, like, find material success mm-hmm. is pretty wild. Okay, something I want to say, though, is that the same guy, the manager guy that I'm talking about, is he was also very critical of Lord for not being an activist. Mm. But then here's my thing, though, is I was thinking about... Not being an activist, like an environmental activist, or like a... Just not, like, taking on kind of strong stances on politics... I see. ...ever, really. Yeah. And just kind of, she hid away for years, doesn't have social media or anything, and then has an album. But I was like, here's the thing about that that I find so interesting, is, yeah, like, maybe she's not reposting stuff and being an activist, but, like, the way she looks at life... Mm-hmm is way more good for the world yeah. than how he looks at life. Where it was like, keep getting right. more success, keep consuming, come out with this. That's very capitalist mindset. Yeah. yeah, like he's literally living in capitalist mindset and then his, you know, the, his artist or like whatever right. is like that, you know, and you think of like... And the ripple effects of... That's <laughs> the thing that I think about with, you know, the way that any individual lives their life on whatever scale. Mm-hmm. It, the effects ripple through everyone that we touch and that's sort of like this idea of like interbeing where it's like we're all connected there's no separation if I if like I think about this a lot when I'm driving in traffic but there's some metric where it's like if you if you tap on your brake um it it has a ripple effect for like 20 miles behind you of people tapping their brake it's slowing down Mm -hmm. the lanes when changing lanes like all these little things that we don't really think about but on a small scale, you change the world just the way that you live day to day. And then 
someone who's like that manager who thinks, okay, my entire life is going into one person. It's like not necessarily like how does, how does that person. He has his own, he definitely has his own things. Like, you know, he's an investor and all that, but just his general mindset of like more is better. Right. Let's get the next new car ASAP. You know, it's like he, he pre, what is right. it, pre, pre-ordered the BMW, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think I'm like, so what is more valuable? And, like, that doesn't even have to have an answer. But it's like, is it leading a life where you spread the gospel that... No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, know. I think thinking that constantly having to spread a message, while that's important, it can also detract from, like, the actual, like, actions that you take. Right? yeah. Or just, like, the, the, like, I feel like this machine or, like, the capitalist machine is guided by the belief that you will be happier if you keep actualizing harder and harder than you did before. Right. Which is not even, could even not be, match up with your own definition of actualization where it's, like, with Lord, it's, like, and also my definition that I share with her, it's, like, I just want to make stuff my whole life when I want to and just connect with people and it's a very neutral feeling Mm -hmm. you know and I have to sometimes fight off that feeling of like no I have to be like yeah you know yeah yeah I think I mean I think I used to feel that way a lot more when I was younger because I was sort of like oh okay I want to like be I want to be like uh, Meryl Streep when I was in (laughs) theater school I was like I'll be the next Meryl Streep but that had no basis Thinking about it now, that had no basis in actually what I wanted or the drive that I had to do it. I just, mm-hmm. I thought that that was sort of, like, what you had to think. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess I'll just be the best. Like, you made that the symbol of success. Correct. And and <laughs> that didn't really carry any weight in terms of what I wanted to do with my actual actions. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it is so embedded in us to just, like, pick the biggest thing and, and reach, like, reach for the stars vibes. Like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, you're still going to be there when you get there. Yeah, I also feel like it's almost... And that's such a common thing. Like, even when I was, like, in Hawaii, like, the second person I dated, it was, like, three different mm-hmm. <laughs> moments there. The second one, which was the most short-lived and, like, irrelevant, was this guy that I respected so much because he had a, <clears throat> a huge tomato farm. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And he was doing such a great job. And he was the supplier of tomatoes in some of, the, like, the nicest restaurants. And he was just cool like that. And he would serve... And then as I got to know him a little better, he his dream was to be the biggest rapper in the world. Right. <laughs> I remember his that words. moment. I remember that moment. Yeah. And I just was like, seriously? Like, you're not yeah. satisfied with this, like, beautiful life you've yeah. had out for yourself? And all of a sudden, he's being like, <laughs> oh, my God. He's freestyling in the car yeah. terribly. He's <laughs> He said to me literally word for word. He was also, like, such a pothead, like, in the worst way. Like, mm-hmm. he would, like he was trying to like wean off of dabs so mm. he was like taking like 20 bong rips of like the highest weed and oh like coughing gosh. to get higher he oh, would have no. it was so sad it, be, it was like demonic actually but <laughs> one time he was really high and he was like he was like i'm gonna be the biggest rapper in the world and i was like really i was like why and he was like how else do- <laughs> i can't even say it. he was like how else do you think i'm gonna change the education system <laughs> And I was like, how did I end up here? <laughs> I was like, how did I wander into this how neighborhood? Did, how did we collectively end <laughs> yeah. up here? But yeah. with him, and I run into that a lot with people, and I also want to get your insight of this, of having that thought of, like, I want to be the next Meryl Streep. It's like, Meryl Streep, it's like, is it like Meryl a weird... Three. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, my lisp. Um, is Dude, I don't When we were talking understand. to people, I started stuttering. Did you hear that for a second? I was like, kaitu, kaitu, kaitu. <laughs> 
literally, and then I was like, <gasps> did anybody hear you? I mean, I was literally speaking to, to somebody, someone. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I feel that happening, too, and I have to, like, dial it back. Like, I get to a point where I'm like, <laughs> like, what is it just you're trying to talk, like, so fast? fast yeah. and- <laughs> it's kind of a cute thing, because it's like, you're just, you're just hyped, but... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Well, I feel like okay, you being in high school in theater, yeah. wanting that makes way more sense to me than this guy. But how many people do we meet where, like, they have this wonderful life and they want something else entirely that, honestly, they'll never have. Yeah. But it's like, like, there's something psychological because it's not that I don't think these people actually want those things. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I didn't really want that. I even had, I went through the same thing musically where <clears throat> I was like, I'm going to be, I didn't really have as much of a concrete goal but Mm -hmm. instead of just enjoying making music and singing for whatever reason I just wanted to be a really big thing but but that was Mm -hmm. even less defined because I think it was less like it was more aimless Mm -hmm. and more defined by like the stupid like music scene that surrounded us and so I like defiantly wanted to be something entirely different and but like I think it just comes from a place of being like if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna be the best at it which I don't feel that way now, mm. and now I'm doing something that I feel like is the most Okay, you saying grounded. you want to be a big thing gives me a really good conclusive thought for myself, which is mm-hmm. that I think it comes from a place exactly that, of wanting to feel big and important, right? Yeah. And if you don't, if you just are passive about that experience or not self-aware about that experience in your head, you're just going to go for what is the most popular version of that. So this guy being like, I'm going to be the biggest rapper, right? That's yeah. probably in the top five most like mainstream, right? like pipe dreams in the world or wanting to be a big actress like things like that and those are it's good to have those dreams but in the same way adjust if you want to feel big and important all you have to do is adjust like like yeah all you have to do is adjust your perception to see what you're doing as big and important yes to you yes (laughs) exactly and I think whenever I I had those romantic whenever I had those sort of lofty goals it was because I wasn't doing anything concrete or tangible Mm -hmm. and so instead I had to like latch on to the biggest idea and I'd be like well well people don't know what's going on in my head like (laughs) they don't know how big the dreams are and how Mm -hmm. how where I'm headed and it's like sweetie (laughs) you know that's another thing too is that pride thing yeah and I saw it with that guy also him just being like yeah I'm just I got my tomato farm but (laughs) they don't know that yeah you know and then he adds changing the education system right I mean it's funny because I also would love to change the education system but (laughs) but, um but I actually have a plan no um but yeah you have to be a rapper first James and then you can change the education system okay I'll get to work (laughs) um but I don't know. It is a very, it's, it does feel delusional. Like when I look back on myself at that Mm -hmm. time, um, I feel like it was sort of very delusional and I don't want to use the word sad because I don't regret any part of my, my life because it's led me to this moment. And Mm -hmm. I do genuinely feel that and mean that. Um, but like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit crazy. Yes. And it's, and I, but I don't, but I know that I'm not like a singular person who did that. It's also, I always like to remind myself and people that the dream world or like the ether world has no rules Mm -hmm. and going to those places is so easy because there is no time and space binding it. So it's like for you to go all the way in a direction and want something and be so convinced that you want it. The Mm -hmm. dream world is like, oh yeah, me too. Like, you know, energy travels so fast. Yeah. Also, like something I forget about a lot is when my mom was really sick, she would always tell me like, this will all be worth it because she would actually say, you'll have an audience and you'll tell them and they'll love you because of your story. She would say that to me. So I completely forget that, but Which that was so embedded. Which is because we got that message last night. Someone yeah. messaged me last night 
or not like it was like a couple weeks when I had missed it, but I saw it today and someone was like, Can you please tell James that her story touched me? I had the exact same one. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But like yeah. But it was and that's a really specific like personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I used to think like, yes, like when the judges ask me, like I'll be able to tell them. But because it was this <laughs> thing of like the, a shitty situation and the only thing that the person in this shitty situation could tell a small child is like this will be worth it because mm-hmm. your story but that turns into like a victimhood thing which I don't even want to get into mm-hmm. but I do think it sort of comes from redemption redemption and and like success is the best revenge vibes and mm-hmm. stuff like that which again like if it's mm-hmm. if you're actually doing something for it more power to you but like if you're not and you're just sort of like spinning your wheels mm-hmm. I think it's important to like I, like, I had to, like, really reassess mm-hmm. what I actually wanted, you know. It's because also, it's also, like, it doesn't make you happy in the long term because you're yeah. always grasping at desire. Also, you're not touching the thing at all when you have that dream. I was thinking about how... Oh, this is going to be hard to articulate. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Okay, so I used to always say with manifestation, for example, if you really want to win the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, that's such a pipe dream. And to access the vibration of actually winning the lottery is not you imagining yourself winning the lottery and being so happy and so free because you have everything you want. Mm -hmm. It's actually more complex than that Mm -hmm. because people who actually win the lottery or people who get into great success don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like, I'm an unlimited being. Finally, I'm free forever. They feel very tortured a lot of the time. They go in and out of feeling really happy and really tortured. They go in and out of issues with giving and receiving. And so much else happens. So you don't actually access the vibration of wanting something by saying, like, oh, I'm going to be the next greatest rapper and help everyone. Because that's not actually the vibration itself. Mm -hmm. So what really works with people, I think, that I've seen... Even just the people we grew up with who, like, were in music and art and the people who did well were not the ones that were like, I'm going to be the next big thing. In fact, those people floundered desperately because Mm -hmm. what are they? They're trapped in the vibration of lack and imagining a condition that actually doesn't exist. Right. You know, they're they're attached to what it looks like from the outside. Yes. But the people who said, hey, I love making art, I love making music, and I love working with people, and I'm just going to do that forever Mm. those are the people that are doing well yeah because they are within the vibration that keeps changing and adjusting and they keep learning and then they rise into an actual condition of having those things but realizing that those things don't give what they thought it was going to give from the outside that other people are still stuck on yeah 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 because really also this comes back to being an artist Mm-hmm. When you imagine, again, I'm just going to keep using the Meryl Streep thing because it's Love so, it. everyone loves that. <laughs> like when I, you think like I'm going to be the next mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, what do you imagine? You think of like the red carpet. You think of like, you know, holding an award or getting to do the incredible role. Mm-hmm. But like what it actually means to be an actress, a whatever, someone who's really successful is literally waking up every day and working and practicing and like honing a craft and failing, being, <laughs> failing so many times creating habits and rituals that continue to prop you up when people fucking shit on you like yeah it's so much work and I think it really is so unglamorous in so many ways and so it is like exactly what you're saying if you're imagining this specific glory it's like that doesn't exist yeah and it doesn't exist in the way that you think it does at all yeah and I even say, like, with manifestation, it's, like, how do you, like, with anything, even small things, not even these huge pipe dream things, it's, like, you don't know how something's going to feel mm-hmm. when you get it. And the only way you can learn about how that's going to feel <clears throat> is surrounding yourself with people, okay, who feel that way is one thing. But also, you know, when you and I manifested the apartment mm-hmm. together and we mm-hmm. did a spell and we would, we part of the spell was visualizing us being in the apartment. And I remember yeah. talking to you about how, like, I was, like, I had this new theory 
where I was like, it's not about us imagining that we're in the apartment and we're so happy and we're so excited. It's about us imagining putting the key in the door. Yeah. It's about us imagining being super tired at the end of a work day, holding groceries and just desperate to get in. It's me having a day off and not doing anything and feeling guilty about it. Like, those are the feelings that I can access, but then you change the backdrop, you know? Yep. Yep. Someone said, I saw this on TikTok where someone was like, the shower is the best place to manifest Mm -hmm. a home because Mm -hmm. you will always have a shower in your home. Mm. And so you can close your eyes and feel the water on you and you could say, I'm somewhere else. Yeah, I also feel like a shower is a very magical place. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, where else is it consistent? I guess like the toilet, but that's not fun. Toilet meditation. Well, well, it's actually interesting. All the things are having to do with water that are consistent, especially in like Mm -hmm. a US home or like in flow yeah um yeah absolutely but i don't even know how we got to this point i, know, I was thinking i was like okay well we started with lord sort of what it means to choose your role as an artist yeah. but yeah and i guess it was kind of yeah and then just the idea of like versus well i'm just really interested in this concept of like is it helpful and iconic <laughs> when we have people like lord who say openly but the thing is, she said that, and everyone perceived it as, like, oh, she's just taking the L gracefully. And I was like, I really don't think that. I think this is how that's, she lives. Well, that's, again, that's a toxic, like, part of our culture yeah. that we have to start unlearning. Um, because I really do believe you can feel that way. Especially, mm-hmm. like, I I saw that, and I was like, that is a person who got fame really early in life and handled it in a healthy way. So healthy. Um, and then didn't fill the world with a bunch of, like, makeup lines and shit. Yeah. Actually, like, that's a form of activism is, like not doing that that's how i feel too i'm like if you're the biggest artist in the world and you keep getting bigger and bigger and making more money and getting new cars that you don't need and on and on consumption that and glorifying mindless consumption yeah and you're telling everyone this is really great i'm really great and i keep going i'm so whatever and then it does because that inspires like more people to be that way Mm -hmm. in order to hopefully feel like lord yes if i get this car if i buy lord's makeup line Mm -hmm hopefully I'll feel like her and then I'll be the next Lord. Like that's. Yeah. And it's so radical. It's so radical to say, wow, I had a really big success once in a lifetime. I got a house and I'm just here now. Yeah. That is beautiful to me. Absolutely. I think that's the, the goal that, you know, if we all, (laughs) we all just took care of ourselves a little (laughs) bit. No, that's not actually what I mean. I just mean like the fact that she can take care of herself and she's doing that. In a, in a sustaining way mm-hmm. is really beautiful to watch. And saying that's a success. Yeah. For people, you know. Calling I mean? that a success and naming that because it is. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very inspired. Because that's the thing is, like, you can get you can get fame, mm-hmm. you can continue to make hits, mm-hmm. and then you can unravel, and then you become a bigger display of, like, misfortune that is then a a pull on like the world like mm-hmm. like you just think I mean I don't know I'm trying to think of like an artist that like like I have someone I yeah. have a story I can tell yeah. okay so I like mildly dated someone that had a really huge hit song mm-hmm. one big hit song in the whole world like you look at the plays and it's outstanding I still hear it on the radio sometimes mm-hmm. like it's a huge one it was like one hit that he had um, and he still obviously has hits from my perception as someone who's like whoa a million plays right. but to those people that's you know that's like getting three likes on a photo, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I hung out with him at the time where he was really suffering in the sense that he was, he was on all types of medication for every 
depression, anxiety, but then was also drinking and heavily smoking. Yeah. And his whole issue, and he said this to me and everyone around him and anyone I meet that's sort of been around him says the same thing, is that he just couldn't get over the fact that he'd never beat his original hit. Mm. Meanwhile, this guy has a $2 million house. Yeah. And can afford to sort of wallow and party every night. Yeah. And that's his whole issue is he's like so embarrassed by that. Yeah. And I was like, that's just because of the perception. If you yeah. had the perception of Lord, which is like, wow, I'm so lucky. Like, I have a fan base for the rest of my life, even if it shrinks over time. Mm-hmm. Even if that was the only time that I got to be on a red carpet or, like, whatever. Like, that would be so powerful. And it is, it just seems like a better life to me also. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm trying to think about it because I think the people that have you've experienced that have talked to you about being the best have all been men. Facts. That's very true. Because I'm thinking of someone else, too, that was like, you need to be the best. Like, when are you going to have a New York Times bestselling oh my thing? God. Another All m- men. guy. Yeah. Interesting. You're so right. And I do think, I will say something, you know, just standing up for men here. <laughs> um, but there is a thing also with capitalism and in this, like, specific mode of living where men are supposed to be the providers. And so mm. it's like, you know the no scrubs mentality where it's like you got to get to a certain place to get a girl mm. and have a life and be worthy and keep keep bringing stuff to the table yeah. and then women are like I got my house yeah that's kind of tea I will say yeah so it is like I un, I do have compassion for that mm. because it is uh, it's almost like a sickness that they didn't like that they weren't born mm-hmm. with but then that's what society like expects of them yeah. rather than being like okay like it's okay to have this much instead of having it all right and it seems like the women that break under pressure it's more so over criticism like i'm thinking like britney for example it's like her breakdown wasn't because she wanted to be more famous or like lost her fame it was because she wanted to have a regular it's actually exactly what lauren has which is she wanted to have a baby and her boyfriend and she wanted to be able to cry about her boyfriend in public like a normal person yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) that's what she wanted she didn't you know but yeah yeah, the men the men they yeah they get very freaked out by their success yeah and it's also like if you think about like rap culture in general like no wonder that guy wants to be the biggest rapper of all time because that's the entire like rap thing is being the best having the most Mm -hmm. there's no like well i'm chilling today because i have like you know what i mean there's it's just a well that brings us back to kanye and how i'm gonna change your education system (laughs) how kanye's actually changing yeah um so let me see okay I want to just share because what you just said about the rap thing is like Kanye was doing that and that's what made mm-hmm. him so famous and I also <clears throat> he was always leading with ego and he made all the best hits and da 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 and I was looking at after re- listening to Donda and I really thought about his career from artistic contemporary like perspective of like if I had to write an artist statement about his work and I was thinking about like how if you look at the albums and it's really trippy too and I almost want to like bring them up so we have a visual yes <clears throat> please bring the visual <laughs> but if we look at his work, it's like he's making hits, he's making radio hits, he's making like club bops. He's always talking about how he's the best. And then all of a sudden we get Yeezus. Let me look. Discography. Um, yeah, so everything's like going hard. It's like he's at his prime. Then like Yeezus Liter- comes Literally out. gilded. <laughs> yeah, gilded Booking albums. albums. Everything's super pop. And then we get Yeezus, which is an empty CD. 
and Jesus was he got so much criticism everyone was like what is he doing like he's he's fell off right mm. but in that album is that was one of the first albums where he like really talked like he's always talking about the dark side of all this success stuff but it was really like yeah a full shift and a full like rejection right mm-hmm. we get Jesus then we get life of Pablo which to me was also super experimental and it was like you're starting to get like the Jesus themes and like I think in both Jesus Jesus was like dark you know it was yeah. very dark yeah and it was like a dark exit from like being glorifying the success and being obsessed with it and then life of pablo was like kind of like a like a discombobulated <laughs> version yeah, like yeah, it was like yeah. a very like contemporary like record and but it was still talking about all that stuff like right. it was still talking about like the sex and the glory and everything and i think he'll never stop but life of pablo felt like It was like a shift. <laughs> yeah, it was a transitionary moment, I would say. And then Ye is like he's bipolar and right. and totally struggling in this one. Yeah. And then we get Jesus is King, which is fully in spirit. So what I'm trying to say is like he was fully in tangible realm in terms of like talking about, you know, money, power, women, things like that. And then he has a falling from that feeling, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Total like, stripped down. Place. Like, the album cover lace is, like, entirely stripped of everything. And then Life of Paul was, like, a playful artistic recollection. And it's starting to move into, like, the Jesus stuff. And then Ye is just, like, totally upset. Totally rock bottom. And yeah. then we got Jesus King, which is, like, 100%, like, Jesus and spirituality. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, we're just watching someone kind of shift from, like, a deeply earth ego space to a super ethereal space through the symbol of God and Jesus, which Mm -hmm. is not all of our shared symbol of the ether. Yeah. So it's inaccessible to a lot of people, especially youth who like reject religion entirely. Right. Um, And then Donda is a mixture of both. It's like Jay-Z's back, like all that stuff. It feels like life of Pablo, but more mature. More mature post, yeah. Post cancel. Yeah. Donda feels like post-cancel life of Pablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we should talk about that. How do you feel about him bringing up Marilyn Manson and debate? That was the biggest critique. And even me posting about it, I got a couple messages of people being like, how are you going to support someone that supports abusers? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, I'm the supporter of the supporter of the supporter of (laughs) abusers. Like, you know what I mean? Bless you. And then you're my friend. So you're my friend of a supporter of a a supporter of abusers. So I don't know how you're... I wonder how Joey feels about this. And then you're a listener. (laughs) Whoever's listening to this, you're a listener of a supporter of a supporter. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you are um, enabling. Um, Well, I... Because I saw it and I was... You are enabling. (laughs) Just comes out with a book. You are enabling. (laughs) Um, well, it's funny because I feel like you and I had different takes on it where I was just like, he's just clickbaiting. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing with Cardi B and um, Megan Thee Stallion with WAP. They brought Kylie in. It's like they, but, they got mm. they got so much hate for that. <laughs> yeah. But we watched that video because we were like, oh, Kylie's in it. That's funny. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other incredibly talented artists were in it. But we were just, but that's like common. But you but throw did you in. See... Okay, sorry. I keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like if anything I was like well Kanye like took a page out of mm-hmm. like the Kardashian book of like clickbaiting mm-hmm. and just throwing those guys up there and being like I can do this and I'm gonna mm-hmm. um, I don't this is my thing with Kanye and I I think we differ on this opinion is like I feel like the way that he sort of uses the cancelled people 
to draw, I, I, it, to me, it seems like a drawing of attention thing, but it just seems like the last of his ego being like, I can do this and I can still have a number one. Mm. And it's sort of like, if he was truly like without ego, maybe he wouldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> have to prove that because it, it, that's sort of how it comes off to me. But I get, I know what you're going to say, and I also understand what you're thinking. But I have something to say about the Kylie thing. Okay. Did yeah. you see the Kardashian episode in the new season of that? I, I haven't been able to see, ask How did she find it? So everyone, so I, I literally, I got like Sling TV for a week, free trial, and just watched it all when I was like sick or something. <laughs> okay. Okay, but here's the thing about that. And yeah. this kind of proves my point. <laughs> and so the thing is, everyone sees that stuff, and they're like, like the Kylie thing. Oh, it was such an attention thing, a clickbait thing to get more views. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did work, but if you look at the episode with Cardi when she invites Kylie, she genuinely likes Kylie Mm -hmm. and was so excited. Mm -hmm. And they have footage from behind the scenes of the shoot and Kylie shows up and like Cardi's like, oh my God, I was, you know, hoping that we'd run into each other, like that we would have like set times, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she like gives her a hug and she's like excited for her to be there. And she genuinely wanted her to be there. Yeah. And it wasn't a hundred percent a clickbait moment of like, let's just get this bitch in here. And I don't think it ever could be because I don't think artists could ever do that. Like, I just don't. I don't think an artist like Cardi B, for example, could ever be like, fuck this bitch, but let's put her in my video. No, I don't think it's fuck this bitch. I just think it's strategic. Strategic. Like, I know they hang out. I know that they're all in the same circles. And that's probably how Kanye feels about those artists. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, it's strategically (laughs) those artists. But I don't you think there's a small strategic part where it's like... Yeah. But I think, I guess I'm coming at the kind of point of like, when people critique it, they come from a point of wanting to hate on Kylie. So they said there's no possible way that she could have been invited in good faith. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I think it's a mixture of the two. Because, oh, I don't think, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a bad faith thing and I don't think it's whatever. And with the Kanye thing too, is like, especially with Marilyn Manson and Baby, who like, you know, it's like if you really wanted to like blow smoke, it would have been like Harvey Weinstein or, you know what I mean? Like if you really he wanted He honestly could have gotten Trump. He literally, yes. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, to yeah. me, I don't think that move... And once again, I think it's petty and annoying. I don't think it's cool that he did that. Yeah. But when I think of it from like, yeah, I think that's an important thing for Gabby to stay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't like love that he did that. I just look <laughs> at everything uh, from afar because that's actually the position I'm in. Yeah. Um, but with that, I looked at that and I was like, well, once again, petty and annoying. But at the same time, I don't think it was an attention grab or like a sale thing. I think Kanye has shown us time and time again that he's genuinely so fucking hurt over cancel culture and Mm -hmm. cannot stand it and wants to constantly rebel against it and I don't think it's for like clicks and attention I think it's for his own psyche because he cannot handle the fact that he basically thrived in a world where you could say whatever you wanted and be whoever you wanted to be and now that was taken away from him and that's his superpower and it's gone and he doesn't know that's the ego thing that I'm talking about where it's like it's all ego I think definitely all ego yeah but, like, I feel like Jesus is King was, like, the least egoic least record. Least egoic, yeah. Like, it was truly, he was entirely removed from it, but he also had his, like, spirit yeah. within it. And, like... I also almost felt like Jesus King was him, like, being, like, claiming his innocence again, mm-hmm. which happens if you see any kind of cancel, how it plays out. And I see this so many times when I see, like... Well, he like, also, wasn't he sort of, like, born again with Christianity, in a sense? Yeah. I so also that, have, like, is, yeah. like... In terms that tracks with the, it does, and I also have this theory that he did Sunday service and became uncomfortable with the fact that he was sort of cosplaying as a preacher mm. because he wasn't Christian. Sunday service to me was genius. I remember being like, "Wow, we're finally going in this direction as a society where 
gathering and singing without the weight of religion is a thing now and Kanye is starting that yeah and it was beautiful and then all of a sudden he was like devout Christian and then like yeah and I just really think that there was a guilt there and I think maybe he felt guilty for putting himself in the position of like yeah Sunday service looks so cool yeah like everyone was like you're not a pastor and then maybe he was like oh no I'm not and and now I love God you know what I mean Mm -hmm. And also to maybe, like, add weight to the the vibe or whatever. But I really think, like, if you look at the everything, it's, like, even the Trump thing. It's, like, he said out loud, he said in interviews, like, I'm wearing it as a statement for, like, you know. Like, it wasn't, like, oh, I love Trump so much. And I guess it seemed like he went in and out of, like, acting like he did. But he is on record saying, like, I just need to prove that I can wear this hat because he's just so frustrated with the fact that we live in a time where wearing a hat is enough, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I know the hat represents Trump, who represents all these things. I really don't like Trump at all. I'm so glad he's gone. But I mean, I can understand that's the art that he's making. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For his own, and he's definitely blowing it out of proportion. Well, I also think <laughs> it is something where he he does struggle deeply with mental illness. So it's like for someone to be at the level that he's at and navigating these different things, and also. You know, like, when that whole thing happened with Kim and he's like, I'm off my meds, and, like, Chris is, like, over here trying to get me to take my medication. Do you remember that with the, the Twitter blow-up that was, yeah. like, last year? And he was when he was running for president, and he, like, went off his medication and started mm-hmm. tweeting about all this stuff and talked about how, like, he almost aborted North and all this. You remember that? Totally. And, like, I just feel like it must be just very difficult to to be in this space where he sort of came up in, yeah, as you said, in a world where he could do anything and everything sort of flew and was that was Kanye. And then it was like, I don't know at what point he realized that he was struggling with mental illness, but it's possible that something triggered that within him when the cancel like Definitely came out triggered. and like made it more just difficult to also, continue on a vibe. Who no- notoriously can't handle criticism now is in the age of criticism. Yeah. And I was thinking too, it's like, if it's not the meds, if it's not bipolar disorder, then it's Jesus. If it's not Jesus, it's like, you know. Yeah. Like, it seems like a lot of his career in the past few years has been like fighting to be seen as like innocent and free and have integrity mm-hmm. in a world where like people convincing you that you don't have it is just constant and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I felt, too, about him bringing those people out. It's, like, he, I think he's, he knows and everyone knows that, like, if he wants to make a number one, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so easy. Whether he makes something beautiful or, like, strange. And it just felt like something he needed to do for him, which was, like, I'm, like, even the song Jail. Like, they're mm-hmm. on the song called Jail, and, like, he has this whole thing. And to me, that's also an exaggeration. Like, being canceled isn't jail. <laughs> right, right. You know? Yeah. But he just exaggerates it so far where he's like, I'm in jail. Like, we're all in jail because we can't yeah. be ourselves anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It's a strange thing. It's also, like, the illusion. It's, like, I think cancel culture can be so frustrating for people, especially people who need resolve because there is no resolve. Yeah. It's this new thing where you say, hey, I really hate this person. Stop associating with them. But it's not, like, the justice system where it's, like, you get a steady moment. And then you get your innocence back and can rebuild a life and you get to have this narrative. Yeah, there well, is the no theoretical narrative. justice system that actually doesn't exist. That's yeah. the problem that just a justice system doesn't exist. It doesn't. Well, a fair one doesn't. Right. But the system that it tries to have at least says, hey, you do this thing and then you get to be the person who did your time. Mm-hmm. But there's no doing time with cancel culture. There's right. just a bad reputation and then whoever wants to use it against you can for the rest of your life yeah 
you don't get to have a resolve. And I think that it's very similar to like having a stalker. It's very similar to having a stalker. Absolutely. Because you can, even with stalker, you can get a restraining order, but at any time, like they're just a free ambient person that like, yeah. yeah. Um, who's fed by an illusion. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that's the frustration with it too, is like, I think it starts from a good place. It starts for like a need for justice and it kind of turns into this like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's an attempt to like find truth within a confusing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem I think so often is that everyone has their own truth, mm-hmm. um, and that's never going to change. Yeah. Uh, also, the parasocial relationship I think that we have to bring up between artists, yeah, and fans is like true accountability can't really happen with an artist and fans. It just can't, or like a crowd. Fans are not fans. Only like. You know, if I say something and you really don't agree with it and I hurt your feelings and then we say sorry and talk about it and, like, yeah. work on it and have a better relationship after, that's, like, the only form of actual accountability that can happen is yeah. between two people or a group of people who know each other. But accountability can't happen with an, an artist and a bunch of people who have a parasocial relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And so nothing happens. Yeah, especially because the artist is exists differently in everyone else, in everyone's mind. To the point where they don't exist at all. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about parasocial relationships and, like, the way we perceive artists? So parasocial is just basically, like, when you are adjacent to a social situation, but you think no, that you're it's when it's, it's involved. Like, it's, like, someone who follows Kanye, like, or follows Kanye, anyone online or something. It's, like, I should get the definition, but it's, like, when you, it's a one-sided relationship. Right. So everyone has a parasocial relationship with someone they're a fan of because mm-hmm. they keep up with their content they keep up with their lives they know about their boyfriends they know about everything but the other person doesn't know anything about them yeah you know yeah i i think i mean i know i'm the definition i know that like i have parasocial relationships with like some people that i listen to podcasts from Mm -hmm. and um i like one-sided relationship parasocial relationships are one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy interest and time and the other party the persona is completely unaware of the other's existence Mm -hmm. so this is could be like okay kanye comes out with something and then someone's losing their shit on on twitter about how it makes them feel yeah and kanye is just like there (laughs) well that's the thing is i think that's very normal to do that and feel that way and that's Mm -hmm. been around since the dawn of time with like especially with like monarchies you know mm-hmm. but i think when it becomes troublesome is when you expect the person on the other side to be anything more than a persona or like mm-hmm. to reciprocate something or um give you anything give you yeah. anything including an expectation like yeah when you have a real relationship with someone you can sort of predict like they'll probably do this thing and like i'll if i say this they'll probably do that or like if we go out they'll probably be like this you know Mm -hmm. but that's just not how it is with celebrities or just people you don't know um and it's it kind of with everything you just shouldn't hold expectation but i think the problem with parasocial relationships is rather than being like oh like this is this person i love and admire and like i would totally go to a cafe with them like Mm -hmm. instead of just doing that it's like well then they just said this and like my friend would never do that Mm -hmm. like I thought they would do yeah, this. And I think having expectations and, like, putting people in a certain light is when it becomes a problem, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't think, like, parasocial to me sounds so, like, 
parasite or like it feels very like uh, antisocial. It feels mm. very but gross. It is. But but it is natural. It's a natural thing to do, I think, but then it becomes mm. more obsessive. I think it's a natural thing to do that needs to be deeply checked constantly. And I wish it was talked about more. Because yeah. the thing is, is like you and I don't struggle with that, where it's like you and I can follow somebody for years. And if they start not being my vibe, I'm just like slowly like, okay, I don't need to follow them anymore. Because right. I think you and I both know to follow people for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where it's like everyone I follow and care about, it's like they have something for me. Um, and I'm fully aware of that relationship. But I would never in a million years be like, you disappointed me. Right. And That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like... But it's, a lot of people are like that. That's the mm-hmm. thing I'm saying. It's like, just because you and I aren't... Doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, 95% of the internet is people acting like they're owed something right. from anyone they like. <laughs> right. And that is that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to go away. Yeah. Because we're just living more and more of our lives online. Mm-hmm. But it, it is, like, it's ignoring accountability as an audience member um, and being, like, it's sort of childish being like, yeah. okay, like, I'm going to take whatever I can get and I always want more and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think rather than being like, I'm viewing this, I'm observing it, and this is my perspective that is completely unrelated and unknown to the person that I'm observing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to go away and... um Better luck next time. Yeah. <laughs> better, better luck next life. Uh, yeah. What if I was like, I love parcel relationships and I have several. <laughs> I'd be like, well, James. Thanks I mean, for I coming think, on the pod. I think parasocial relationships can be very enjoyable, but you need to be in control of keeping it enjoyable. That's what I'm saying is like, I know I have parasocial relationships yeah. with like, Kat Cohen and Pat Regan from Seek Treatment. Like, I'll literally listen to them. Like, I guess I'll hang out with my friends now. Like, totally. I'll have lunch and listen to my podcast. But mm-hmm. I also know that, like, if I saw them on the street, it would mean nothing to them mm-hmm. at all. But, like, again, like, again, I have parasocial relationships, I think. But I'm not, it's not toxic. But do you crave actual friendship with these people? And do you ever, like, dream of it? No. See, that's the difference between... Yeah, that. But I'm just saying, like, like that. but I'm just saying, like, it's possible to have like a healthy. <laughs> it's 100 percent healthy parasocial relationship. Yeah. Well, because you need to look at those experiences <laughs> and be like, this is going to simulate a sense of like friendship and community. Yeah. And in, in a sense, it's a simulation, but then it also gives you that effect, so it's not fully a simulation. Then you need to just be aware of like the boundary, I guess. Yeah. The boundary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If if I got an opportunity to have lunch with them, that would be great. But it, I know that it's not. Yeah. Like, a realistic thing, and it also probably would be very different than what I imagine. Because yeah. also, whenever anyone is, like, online, not that I have a matter <laughs> Gabby's, like, clearly, like, no, uncomfortable. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just losing my posture. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I think... Rats. I lost it. Oh, just, like, it's the same thing with, like, meeting your heroes. Like... <laughs> Nothing is ever going to be exactly what you expect. And oh, there's a song that says that. <laughs> I said, don't meet your heroes. They're all fucking weirdos. God knows that they were right. <laughs> okay, that was 929 by Halsey. Uh, anyways, just wanted to put that in there. Thank you so much. Thank don't you meet your that. heroes. Um, Have you ever met your hero? Have I? Do you remember? <laughs> you met Marina 
Abramovich. Abramovich. Okay, see, yeah, that was really, really nice. That was great. But it was really great because I was, like, 22, Mm -hmm. and she did a a talk and a book signing, and I asked her a question, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it went really well. Um, And then we got the book signing thing, and she was like, how old are you guys? Because we were, like, the youngest people there. Yeah. It was, like, very college-ish. Well, we were in college age, but everyone was just older. <laughs> I'm always thinking I'm, like, a baby. Um, she was like, how old are you guys? You guys are so young. We're, like, 22. And she was like, oh, my God. She was like... But she said it. She said, you guys are so young. And then she told us... She was. She basically told us in a way more poetic way to experiment. Mm. She was like, just keep experimenting as much as you can. Aww. And I was like, that's literally the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is with her, it's like, but I don't see it as, like... I see people that I'm fans of and the experience they give me as an experience and I don't relate it to the person. So mm-hmm. it's like with Marina, I'm like, dude, if I would only know who you were if I like was married to you for a year or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like that moment to me, it's like almost like being on a quest or something and you come across the merchant who's like, <laughs> here are some magic beings. Right, It's right, like right. <laughs> Marina's like a symbol for me of like a certain level of artistry and like ritualistic magicianness yeah she is a symbol of that for me and so the same way that like certain cities or hotels or something are meaningful to me um as like a destination and so her having a moment with her feels actualizing sure but i know enough to treat her like a character yeah in my own movie where she's given a symbol that she doesn't know that she has yeah right right. and i just think that's a better life yeah because you're making it about you which is the truth right in your projected reality. Right, right. How about you? Have you met anyone? (laughs) Okay, should we talk about, like, the celebrity encounters? Okay, so I'll tell you my, when I met my hero, um, (laughs) it was James, oh my god, what's his last name? I can't believe I forgot her. (laughs) The guy who... The James from LCD Sound System. Okay, see, there we go, yeah. Um, and... LCD Sound System. uh, The guy, the lead singer of LCD Sound System, and LCD Sound System is one of my most favorite... Uh, bands and the craziest thing about this was earlier like just a couple days ago I was in at a gas station um, and I thought to myself if there was one band that ever encapsulated the thoughts that I have it would be LCD sound system and I've never thought that before like it's not something I think of I don't really think about things like that Mm -hmm. and then he came into the fucking restaurant that I worked in, and um, he it was really late at night, and it, it was a very slow, slow, slow night. It was, like, Monday night. And I was like, oh, my God, is that is that James something or other? And everyone was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And I just kept being like, LCD sound system, LCD sound system. And I was <laughs> serving that table. And it was just a great thing because he was very chill, and he didn't drink, and he just had, like, sparkling water. And then at the end... I handed him the check, and I, I, because he got up and was walking around with all these kids that he had, and um, his friend's kids, and so I, I brought him the check, which never happens, you just give someone the check, and he immediately, like, calculated, like, a 20% tip in his head and handed it back mm-hmm. to me, and I looked him in the eyes as he handed it back to me, and I just said, like, thank you, <laughs> and he said, you're welcome, but it was, like, because I thank you was, that was, was for, thank like, you. everything, thank you for everything, but it was, like, the perfect thing where I could tell him thank you from the depths of my soul but in like Mm -hmm. the context of him giving me the check back yeah and it was like yeah just this the vibe of being able to like just see someone and Mm -hmm. have like it more felt like the synchronicity of having the thought of okay this person's work is so meaningful to me and deeply like 
resonant. And mm-hmm. then seeing him however many days later was just wild. Yeah, um, But, yeah, I don't think... I think with celebrities, it's always, like, they're just fucking people. And I know that's the most cliche thing mm-hmm. you can possibly say. Yeah, but the energy they create. Yeah. I mean, that's what's the mystery is, like... You know, I'm not a fan of Brad Pitt. I, I've never even was attracted to him. But when he came into Blick right. <laughs> after his divorce, yeah. I was nervous. And I don't there's know why. There's a magnetism, yeah. Because it's just like you feel, it feels like a liability. I don't know. There's like something. <laughs> well, I've spent time around, I've spent time around celebrities. But like <laughs> in a very like close context. And I think for me, it took a long time for me to be like fully relaxed. Because mm-hmm. it feels, what I was feeling was am I going to say something that, like, relates to them in a way that I don't know that could be offensive or sound, like, fangirly, which I wasn't? Or, like, they're, they have such a big world that surrounds them. Like, how am I interacting with that? that okay, like, that really, that's really interesting because I'm thinking, because you and I have been around some pretty big celebrities that people would mm-hmm. fall at the feet for, but they weren't big celebrities to us. Mm-hmm. And that's a very, very different thing. So I'm thinking even of that guy or, like, some people we you know who I'm talking about I know who you're thinking mm-hmm. about like like when you <laughs> when you're not a fan of them or at least you don't even have to be a fan or aware of their magnetism yeah in a way where you fully experienced it like maybe seen people online talking about them or just like seeing their effect on people yeah you don't have that effect yeah so it's like for example that this one guy like literally has so many things like he's so loved like he does meet and greets and people hug him and cry and come from like japan and yeah. stuff and like when we were when i was with him i remember there was like this german family that was like yeah the children were freaking out and i didn't know who he was really because it's yeah. like a different demographic entirely and i would just always be like it's a very different feeling because it's almost like a management feeling of like i have to manage this world where I don't fit into either like a fan or stranger but yeah. I'm in this middle place of like I'm aware of your power but like I didn't get the bug <laughs> right right yes 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 and then you wonder if they know that you didn't get the bug yes I think that's a big part of it is like yeah like I had so many urges to be like I don't know who you are like I like, yeah. I, or like I know who you are but I don't know your work that well and like where this is this, I wanted to almost be like this is a safe space, mm-hmm. but that comes off as so fucking weird. And obviously, I didn't I say know. that, but like, but I feel like it could be appreciated in some ways. But you just don't yeah. want to say that. Like, yeah, I'm even in a situation right now where I want to be like, right, you know, I am not here for the obvious reason that I sure. could be here, and yeah. I never really am. Yeah, because again, like the obvious reason is just a facade. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you're lucky and you get to know someone who's, like, beloved internationally and you get to see, like, a side of them that is actually personal and good, like, that's a that's almost, like, really so much more special than you would think because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this person actually lives up to the hype. Yeah. But in a way that is, you know, more intimate than one would expect or also, whatever. Also, I have this belief, which I think checks out with all of this, is that, like, artists and performers and just celebrities and especially anyone who gets to that level is, like they're just channelers Mm -hmm. and I think the mistake people make is when they see someone perform it's like you're seeing them in their like channeling ritual yeah and when you see them in their house being themselves like they're going to disappoint you because they're not channeling in that moment totally I think for me is like I even have people who really look up to me and my stuff and it's like my work happens in these bursts of energy Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm like a very kind of like lazy grumpy person a lot of the time (laughs) you know what I mean I wouldn't say grumpy not that grumpy I think blase I would say blase yeah like yeah 
Where I'm like, I could literally, like, sleep for... I, mean, yeah. I had a boyfriend, I was like, I only wanted to see him once a week. Because I was, like, <laughs> wanted to just detach. Get your pillow time in. <laughs> yeah, just get my, like, quick little fuel off. No, but... Um, and I think that's... I don't know, That's I think that's just the case across the board. And then if we look at artists that we like, or people we're fans of, we're like, okay, you're a channeler, and I get to witness you in your peak every once in a while. Yeah. What can I take from that? And it's just, like, the energy them- itself. It's like, what are you a fan of? You're a fan of the feeling you get in the presence of this person. Yeah. You are not a fan of the person. Well, I think it's also interesting, like, I feel like recently I was around someone who I really like their work, and they're not, they're not huge. Mm. But, like, they're <laughs> in a, a circle of people that are big and but I like I'm, I'm like a big huge and big huge and big the part of town where people are huge and big <laughs> take a left at huge um, right up big. but like um I found myself being very fascinated by them just because this I'm ease oh this Bella Bella okay keep going um found myself to be very fascinated by them because I got to see them sort of in a, a mode of, like, them making work. And mm-hmm. I've, I've never really been around someone who I admire who I'm also seeing them make work at the same time because mm-hmm. that's, like, a sweet spot of, tis, like, tis. although it was, like, a casual situation, it was still, like, you could see the wheels turning and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is special. Like, this is the place where they generate what I love about them. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Um <laughs> Interesting. And so, yeah, I think that's... I don't even know why I was talking about this. But I guess it's just kind of like... The channeling there, thing. There is a, oh, yeah, there is a really sp- special moment when someone is channeling. And I sort of think of myself as the same thing where, like, I, I wrote a newsletter about, like, being, like, a uh, vessel or cargo because often I just feel like a piece of... Like a, a, a vessel, but... Yeah, sometimes you're just cargo. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm the vessel for the cargo, but I actually am cargo, too. And people perceive me That's as cargo. That's something that we've both written about. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> we, we both got to there. You should subscribe to Gabby's Patreon and my newsletter and then try to find it. Yeah, try to find it. Try to find, yeah. Um... I double, like just I being, double dare you. Just being. But that's the thing is maybe everyone's just cargo and then every once in a while you're the channeler. And I mean, that's the thing too is like even being around celebrity people, it's like you do, do you do see that like why they're a star right in certain moments yes absolutely and that is but then here's the thing too is i think people who aren't celebrity aren't artists fan whatever it's like they have that too mm-hmm. it's like when you fall in love with someone it's like yeah you have the mundane stuff and there's like the, the sparks where you right see like who they are but who they are is this like energetic yeah being. i think celebrity just has it's been magnified it's for been them magnified yeah. way more yeah but everyone has that moment of stardom or like where they go into themselves and you're just like, you get a piece of that energy and it's yeah. so great. Well, it, it really comes down to being like a frequency thing and like celebrities knowing how to like access that more mm-hmm. often because it's demanded of them. Mm-hmm. And that I think is when it becomes like a craft <laughs> that you hone. <laughs> Joey just saunters out. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the difference is like everyone has everyone is special, everyone is important, and everyone is magical, but, like, celebrities are required to turn it on. Yeah. You know, and like... Manipulate like, it. literally, mm-hmm. actors, the camera rolls, and they have to go into that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's truly mind-boggling. And you think of acting as being, like, oh, someone's just being themselves, but you see a bad actor, and you're like, oh, it is not <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I had that experience <laughs> recently, because I started watching shows again, and... 
I was like, I watched Nine Perfect Strangers, which mm. I think you would love. I don't need to see it. You anything. would love it. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really liked it. So I was like, I'm going to watch, like, other, like, stuff that's, like, based on, like, a hotel getaway. And there's yeah. this one called, like, Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so terrible. I've seen the and trailers for that, yeah. I saw, I saw an ad on, like, Prime West Hollywood, like, yeah. next to, like, Saddle Ranch. It was, like, this huge like leafy billboard and then it's right. a fantasy and, and neon so i was like i have to check this out and it was the worst acting and it was such bad acting that i was like i could have done like you know what i mean yeah, which yeah. i hate to say right but like you know when you see bad acting and you're like man if i just like <laughs> i could just <laughs> stuck with it a bit on fantasy <laughs> um no it was chaotic but why did i say that we were just talking about, about how bad acting yeah, yeah. uh nine so. great show Catch it on ABC now. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about Nicole Kidman. Do you think ABC is going to be gone? Like in our lifetime, we will watch like the downfall of ABC. Probably. I don't understand how these things make money because ABC Family. A, there's like ABC and just all of these networks and where does One, the two, money three. come from? And <laughs> yeah, is my dad singing Portuguese? Or is he I think about? yeah. yeah. Hope Joey is being okay. Um, uh, love your nail color right now. Thank you. It's SC. a light pistachio. Yeah, yeah. You can borrow. You can borrow it. Um, right. Do you feel 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 satiated? Yeah, me too. I think I was. I think that's about it. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Um, my book uh, officially drops on Friday, which is also when that the music drops. Yeah. Um, so yeah. also if you bought a book today, it's, the music's not out. Um, it's coming out on <laughs> Friday with the book. So thank you everyone, uh, for listening to us talk and hanging out. Thank um, you to everyone who came by the cafe today. Yeah. We should talk about our plans for that because, well, we'll probably do it again in a different way. Well, yeah. We were talking about it and we're like, it would be so fun to do, oh, we kind of we used to do public art all the time yeah public art yeah but the concept of doing this (laughs) (laughs) yeah public art um public art just makes me feel like we were at a park and we had like flyers and you're like (laughs) you know it was way more refined than that but public art yeah like we like created like a a gym (laughs) like a a gym for no it's just yeah it's just it makes me feel like we (laughs) Or just like murals on like <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah murals in the in like the hood <laughs> when like no one asks us to be there or something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing that again <laughs> yeah but we might but we were thinking of different options where like there could even whatever rituals whatever whatever yeah whatever. just stay tuned coming to a city near you. Mm-hmm. Monthly, it'd be really fun to do like a, a traveling show <laughs> when the world opens up again. Yeah, not a traveling show, but just like go to another fucking city. A little circus. Have a, we just you know have a cafe Remember when we day talked to that circus day. guy. <laughs> yes, at the was it circus guy and parade guy the same guy, the guy that designed parades. <laughs> no, the guy. <laughs> Who was that? He was like. This older guy from New Orleans, and he did parades in New Orleans. Parade design. Where did we meet him? Uh, at Georgie's Art Show years ago. Truly years ago. Um, yeah. 
different guy. I remember talking to that person. Oh, it was outside. And yeah, the, yeah. the dog was in my lap. Okay, now I remember. No, it was uh, not like that. It was, <laughs> it was like we were at Joshua Tree and we were driving back. And there was an actual, like, oh. not, it was not a circus. It was yes. like a traveling festival. Yes. And we stopped to get footage of, like, all the rides and a stuff. Carnival. A carnival. Carnival. Yeah. Carnival. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and we just started talking to the guy about the culture. Yes. And it's yeah. really just kind of sad. It's like these okay, these traveling carnivals, which you see, not anymore, Aaron. <laughs> But on the side of the road. Oh my god, I have to tell you something. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> gonna freak out. No, it's like there's this TikTok I saw. Yeah. Because James and I, <laughs> there was a carnival by my house that we always go to. I'm so nervous. <laughs> it's so crazy. This is a video I need to show you of like one of those carnival rides like malfunctioning uh-huh. and starting to. This is so tragic. Everyone survived, but one of those those carnival rides fold up, right? Yeah. <gasps> no! <laughs> it started no. folding back. No. Like while it was operating. <laughs> and I don't know, it was just fucked up. Yeah, you have to show me. That sounds so scary. Um, but it was like. <laughs> Like it was okay, like the carnival's happening and it's one of those crazy rides where it's like spinning around and it's huge and then it starts like losing its balance and like folding into itself. <laughs> and so people start running to stabilize it. And like twenty five human beings like grabbed onto the ride on the base level so it wouldn't fall over. Wow. The carnival ride wouldn't wow. fall over. And I was like, if there's any time to feel like an ant Yeah. I'll find the video. Damn, talk about joint effort. Anyways, okay, so we talked to the carnival guy, and it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, our dear listeners really need to know. <laughs> I just, what if they do? What if someone was waiting for the drop? It was just like, everyone literally was just on crack. <laughs> like, he basically was like, totally like, was, far gone on yeah, drugs, and was. was like, it's just yeah. a bunch of people who are quite lost, and don't yeah. know what to do, and they think it's an opportunity to travel, but they really kind of just travel to like shitty areas with their carnival and like stand next to a carnival ride and most of them are it's almost like an option so that you're not homeless essentially and so a lot of carnivals that you see that you're like oh my god a carnival on the side of the road and then you're like who are these like yeah talk about (laughs) who are these men like talk about (laughs) breaking an illusion yeah and there's like trailers like those trailers (laughs) in the back it's like that's what it is and they get they paid very little to like be on the road operating these things but usually for them it's like the way (laughs) It reminds me of like American Honey, kind of. It's very American. They should honey. do an Ameri- like a movie about that. If anyone, yeah. a filmmaker. Like I was so happy to talk to us too. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, whatever. He was. He was kind of like, "What are you doing?" He was like later? flirting. Yeah, yeah, he was like really on it. But it was one of those situations where I just like flirt back. Like this is the highlight of the carnival. Try to get some <laughs> tea on. That's sometimes. No, I'm not gonna go into this. <laughs> um. Okay, using your feminine, your feminine wiles. No, um, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking like sometimes like I know catcalling sucks and I'm not for it, but like when it's like someone working and they're just like on a construction site and then you just like smile and wave, like uh-huh. yeah, you know, like it's not dangerous. It's like that's how I felt about the carnival guy. It's like right, he right, started right. hitting on us, but yeah. it wasn't like fuck you, pig. It was like you know, yeah, smile and wave. <laughs> Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Wait, what is that from? Is it from Ants, the movie? No, it's from the 
Madagascar penguin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am one of the penguins. Here, I'll play um, it. Let's just play it. Don't you think we should tell them that the boat's out of gas? Nah, just smile and wave, boys. <laughs> smile and wave. <laughs> so it's like me being like, should we tell the construction workers like cat calling and stock? Like, it's cat, yeah. yeah, just smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, oh my god, I looked over and I thought you were contorting your hand, your arm, but it's not. Oh. I am. No, you're not. Well, I am putting it in a weird position. <laughs> I guess you are. To trip you out. <laughs> it really works. I really thought that Gabby was contortioning for a second. Why are we getting so <laughs> I think it's the food finally hitting. You guys, I got my period right before this episode. <laughs> right before the episode, I was like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> and you were using my bathroom.